Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coaster Kings A through Z. I'm Ian, and the letter of the week is E for Excalibur. of the 1970s American regional park boom, two Minnesota businessmen decided to spearhead the construction of a regional park for the Minneapolis-St. Paul or Twin Cities area. Influenced by many of the projects that preceded it, but understanding that the project would have to be smaller than many of the other regional parks in America, Valley Fair decided against elaborate theming and focused on popular rides and attractions in an attractive, um, turn-of-the-century-inspired setting. The park serves as a spiritual successor to the region's Excelsior Park, which had operated from 1925 to 1973 and included many of Excelsior Park's attractions, including the carousel. After about two years of construction, Valley Fair opened in 1976, with an international amusement device's Woody High Roller as its headline attraction. Seeking further expansion, Valley Fair found a new partner in 1978 when Ohio's Cedar Point took over operations of the park, forming Cedar Fair LP. Cedar Fair moved quickly, adding a relocated Schwarzkopf Wildcat, renamed Rails, from Cedar Point in 1979, and constructing the Aero Looper Corkscrew for the 1980 season, rounding out the park's lineup. Always a smaller park, it would be nearly a decade before the park received its next coaster. Throughout the 1970s and 80s, Cedar Point had built a strong working relationship with Aero Development, later of course renamed Aerodynamics, with the construction of several innovative steel coasters. 1969's Cedar Creek Mine Ride was the Midwest's first tubular steel coaster. 1976 Corkscrew, the world's first coaster with three inversions. 1978's Gemini claimed to be the world's largest coaster, but was the first large-scale hybrid coaster with a tubular steel track on wooden supports. And in 1987, Cedar Point debuted Iron Dragon, a large-scale suspended coaster. Pleased with their aero purchases, Cedar Point turned to the company for their 1989 record-breaking coaster, when Japanese manufacturer Togo proved too expensive. Of course, we all know Magnum XL 200 would open as the world's tallest and fastest full-circuit coaster. But that same year, in what I imagine was a deal of some kind, Cedar Fair partnered with Arrow to open an exciting new coaster for Valley Fair, Excalibur. I consider Excalibur the other Arrow wooden coaster, a term Arrow used to describe the hybrid Gemini in its marketing materials throughout the 70s and 80s. The late 80s and early 90s were a big time for quote-unquote modern wooden coasters. The Din Corporation was really taking the lead, um, with coasters like Timberwolf at Worlds of Fun and Raging Wolf Bobs at Geauga Lake opening around the same time. While a 100-foot-tall Aero hybrid coaster doesn't seem especially marketable in hindsight, Excalibur opened as the park's tallest at 100 feet or 30.5 meters, and fastest at 54.5 miles per hour or 34 kilometers per hour coaster, and a twisted wooden counterpart to the out-and-back high roller. 
Excalibur begins with a small dip out of the station, followed by a 180-degree turn into the 100-foot-tall lift hill. The train then plummets down a 105-foot drop into a small valley, before sweeping into a massive right-hand turn. The coaster then dives into a compact figure eight, with a left turn and right turn separated by an airtime hill. After another swooping right-hand turn, the coaster navigates another airtime hill before swooping left under the lift into the brake run. While a short ride, Excalibur is much beloved by enthusiasts for its intensity and airtime, and the original layout was actually more intense and included more airtime. The most infamous feature of the original layout was a high-speed um, airtime hill at the bottom of the first drop, which was quickly removed because of how intense and kind of rough that experience was. Though I certainly see the inspiration um, in some of RMC's designs. Trim brakes were also added to the first drop, which now um, you kind of are part of the experience because you hear that classic arrow trim brake sound as you go down that first drop. Excalibur's future has been uncertain for what feels like 20 years. Its plot suffers from flooding, and its location tucked away in the back of the park results in lower foot traffic. And finally, 2007's GCI Renegade gave the park a true modern Twister Woody. Yep, Excalibur seems to persist, a truly unique coaster oddity that has now been loved and befuddled generations of Minnesota coaster enthusiasts. Thank you so much for listening. Visit thecoasterkings.com for exclusive park updates and a full range of coaster, theme, coaster and theme park related merchandise. And make sure to follow and rate Coaster Kings Radio wherever you're listening. For Coaster Kings Radio, I'm Ian O'Donnell. Join us next week for another installment of Coaster Kings A through Z.